Good morning, everyone. Good morning, those at home. We sincerely hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you were able to spend some time with the family in some way or another. Not sure how everybody celebrated. Ours was a little different, um, but praise the Lord, we got to see some of our family. Uh, as Dell said, Bill's, uh, Bill got the 2020 virus pretty good, and so he is at home, very frustrated, wishing he could be here, but I know he's praying for us, so uh, I know we're praying for him too, uh, for his speedy recovery. Um, I'm going to dismiss Blast now. I wrote that in my notes so that I wouldn't forget that. Um, also, um, Dale mentioned the fact, looking back on 2020, one thing that uh, uh, Bill, had, Bill, Bill, we're running with Bill's uh, plan today. His plan was super spreader Christianity. Um, so 2020, certainly we've heard the word super spreader event. And we've also heard a lot of other things that have gone along with the uh, virus. And so we're going to use, today we're going to use that event this year and, so, and some things that we've all heard over and over um, to try to help us um, as we see these three things, and I'll talk about these three things in a minute, help us remind, help remind us as Christians what we should be doing when we live for others so that we can spread Christianity. Um, 2020 looked significantly different. I know that um, a lot of our plans changed, uh, where we shop, eat, work. Um, so many people working from home now. And as we look ahead of 2021, there's still some uncertainty. <laughs> some of us that you know, have, have jobs, we don't know if we're going to be in the office, we're going to be home. Events that are supposed to be scheduled, sporting events, everything's still kind of in limbo a little bit. But we're going to, we're going to be talking about walking with, uh, walking with a Savior who's not surprised about 2020. He, he completely knows what's going to happen in 2021. And we're going to talk about having that hope and that peace that we have and sharing that with other people. And so we're going to read. We're going to be in James. Um, we're going to look in James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And I'll read this. Let me raise this up just a little bit. We're going to read this and then we're going to pray. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much, and we thank you. We even praise you for 2020 because uh, your plans, even though we don't understand them, uh, we trust that they are your plans. And we thank you for the, this year where you've given us a chance to minister to people, new opportunities for service and love that maybe we have not, would have not seen otherwise. It's been tough on some folks, though, Lord, and we lift those people up who are still suffering, maybe some people who have lost some loved ones. Um, and so we also remember those people, and we also look for ways to minister to those people in the coming year. Help us now look at your word. Help us to now look at what it means to be a spreader of Christianity. In your name we pray, amen. Okay, so the, James. I don't know how many of y'all have uh, read or studied James very much. Have, uh, have, any, have y'all heard of a preacher called Chuck Swindoll? 
He's one of my favorite preachers. He, uh, he brings so much joy and enthusiasm in, in his sermons. And, just a little point of information from one Marine, he's a former Marine, so he also gets a little star just because he's a former Marine. Um, throw out, I always get a chance to throw out a shout-out for the Marine Corps. I will. Um, but uh, he, he compares, he says the book of Proverbs, uh, he said that James is the book of Proverbs dressed up in New Testament clothes. So Proverbs has very practical, short things. There's not a lot of, you don't have to have the whole book of Proverbs. You can pull out different sections and, 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 and get the full meaning out of each section. James is very similar to that. Even though James is only five books, you can take sections of James and they can stand alone. Um, so it's a very practical book. James was the brother of Jesus. So he didn't, he didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah until after Jesus had already ascended to heaven. And he was a leader in the church. And so his book, his book is very practical. And we are going to be looking at that book. And the very practical way that we're going to look at this book is by the three things that we hear so often. And those are, in 2020, wear a mask, social distance, don't get close to one another. And what's the third one? Wash your hands. Now, I want, to make a, I want to make a disclaimer. I am not up here presenting this sermon on either side of the fence. Um, this is not that kind of sermon. So if, if anybody reads anything into what I'm saying into this sermon, you've read it in wrong. Um, LT, we, we all have differing opinions on this, and I'm sure everybody in here does and those at home. We respect everybody. One of the saddest things I think that we can look back on 2020 is the division that this has caused even among believers. And so um, let's not have that. And that's not what this sermon is. This sermon is to take those three things that we're so familiar with, and as we see them in our day-to-day lives, I know we're going to continue to see them at least in the, into the spring of next year. Let them serve as a reminder to us, okay, how can that help me live a Christian life? So that's what we're going to look at. Um, and so we're going to look at sharing Christ your spiritual mask that you may want to put on from time to time. We're going to look at showing Christ when we need to walk next to someone. And we're going to look at sewing, not like needle and thread, but like digging in the dirt, putting plants in. Sewing Christ, getting your hands dirty. So you can see the play on words here a little bit. Um, and, 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 and again, as we see these things this year, the hope is that we recognize those, oh, that should be a reminder to me. I need to do this. And so let's, let's, that's, that's where we're going. Um, so it should be easy to follow today. So let's look at the first one. Um, in verse 13, it says, If anyone is suffering, let him pray. Um, before we dig into this, let's do a quick recap of last week's perfect gift of Jesus Christ. How did we come to know Christ? Did we live a perfect life so that we didn't need a Savior? Did we were able, or were we able to lay down our own life and raise it up again? We didn't do anything for our salvation. Only thing that we did for our salvation is place our faith in Christ and bow the knee to Him. So as we approach these three things to remind us on how to live a Christian life in 2021, the first thing is thankfulness and humility. And if that precedes the Christian, then that kind of helps us not substitute thankfulness and humility with pride and arrogance. Um, and that's a big turnoff. Um, if you're trying to share your faith with somebody, 
if you're prideful in it and you're arrogant, the fact that you have Jesus and they may not, that's a big turnoff. And so that's not what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about what we should do. And the first one, if anyone's suffering, let him pray. Um, a spiritual mask. Um, uh, I, did, I did do an object lesson just because I wanted to make Bill feel warm and welcomed and wish he was here. And so I don't know how many have had, had any greetings here this morning yet, but when you walk into a store, you walk into church even, you walk into work, even within your home, uh, one of the spiritual masks that we use is, a, is, is just a phrase. So if, if Dale was to have asked me this morning, how are you doing? And I had a spiritual mask on, I might have this spiritual mask on. I'm fine. I'm fine. It, that is such a non-descriptive way. Of, that, that, that's, it, it doesn't tell people how you really are. And so uh, one thing that, Bill, uh, that, that Dale could have done different, if I came in with a, with a spiritual mask on, I'm fine, and I don't want to tell anybody how difficult my life's been this week, he might say something like this, how can I pray for you? When you ask somebody, how can I pray for you, they almost have to take that mask off. I've traveled around the world three times, literally. I travel a lot, and in 2020, I've still traveled quite a bit. Um, and at restaurants, with work, or wherever, you, I've never had anybody tell me no. When I ask them how I can pray for them, if it looks like they're having a tough day, and I ask them how to, never. In 30 years of traveling, has anybody ever said no? And so this spiritual mask, if we want people to kind of open up, um, we, we need that, to try to get behind the mask that they're wearing. But that also goes the other way. Um, um, we also don't want to share what's behind our mask sometimes. And so it's a two-way street. So in addition to wanting to find out how somebody really is doing and asking questions that they, it forced them to kind of talk to you a little bit more, we need to have the attitude if somebody asks me that, I'm going to maybe surprise them one day. If I, go, if I go to the grocery store and the cashier asks me how am I doing, I might actually tell them how I'm doing because they just might tell you how they're doing as well. Um, so, you know, verse 13, it says, if anyone's suffering, let him pray. That is one of the, just a, just a good thing to keep in mind. So when you see masks, people wearing masks, and we're going to see that a whole lot in 2021, just think, am I helping, am I getting close to people by telling them who I really am and things I'm struggling with? Do I really want to hear what other people are, are doing? Um, one thing that the devil loves to do it, to Christians, and I want to speak to Christians here specifically, is make us think in order for us to be super spreaders of Christianity, we have to give the appearance to everybody else that everything is great. That is one of the biggest lies either the devil gives or our own hearts, because the Bible says our hearts are deceitful above all things. We convince ourselves if, if I have to put on this show, I have to be, people won't come to Christ if, I, if, I, if they see that I've got problems. They have to see that Christ has solved all my problems. It's a big lie. It's a big lie. That's a spiritual mask that you're throwing up in front of your face. People, when you get next to them and they see you live, they're eventually going to see behind the mask anyway. And actually, when they see behind the mask and they see the, the, the facade that you've been putting up, thinking it was in, in good, with good intentions when they see behind that mask, all it does is for, it, it can further push them away from 
the Savior that you're so much trying to draw them near to. And so we need to be careful about that. We need to be transparent. We need to be vulnerable sometimes. And, 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 and that, that, that has to come from a want to. A want to for us, a want to for others. Um, so that's the spiritual mass um, that we need to set aside. Now let's look at the next one. Verse 13 also says, If anyone is cheerful, let him sing praise. So I have to admit that, you know, I've been traveling, and this year I've gone through several airports. Even though I have not liked all the, uh, the, the CDC recommendations because they've made it difficult for people's lives and different things, I have to admit there's one thing that I do like. I have gone through airports now this year four or five times, without anybody ever bumping into me. It's been glorious. <laughs> the sad part is nobody talks to me anymore, but, but, but the, you know, I don't like being bumped into. And so um, I just thought that might be kind of funny. Um, has nothing to do with anything that I'm talking about. I just thought it was funny. Um, but when you walk next to people, think things, you know, they, they, they don't want us to get too close to each other because things... Uh, this is a, it's a contagious virus, and it will spread. When you're close to people, it will spread. Well, on a positive side, when you walk along, alongside somebody with Christ and you get close to them, the things that you have, and the hope that you have in Christ, the, the, the love that you have for other people, the, the happiness that you may have, that is contagious as well. When somebody's in the room laughing, it's contagious that it makes you want to smile. If somebody's in the room crying, it's contagious. You kind of get sad. Um, if, if somebody yawns, sometimes that's contagious. It makes you want to yawn too. So if you have a whole hum life and you don't show any emotions one way or the other, that's also contagious. Um, we, we as Christians um, give off um, Christianity, if you will. And along the you know, lines of you know, being too close, catching the disease, when, when you're close to people and you're walking with Christ and you love Christ, you start walking with a hope and, and, and certainty that even though life might be really, really tough and today might be really, really tough, I have a hope in Christ that this isn't all this world's about. And when you walk with people and they start seeing that, that's contagious. And the only way for that to be contagious is you walk next to them. You get involved in their lives. There's a song that I really like. It's a little bit upbeat, has a little bit of a rock beat to it, but it's by Sidewalk Prophets. So I recommend y'all listen to it, called Something Different. Really cool song. But it talks about just walking down the street, just being with people, and they look at you, and you just see something that's different. I want to know what that person has that I don't have. How come the same things happen in that person's life that happened in my life and yes, they cry, but they don't seem to lose hope where I'm feeling hopeless right now. What is it that that person has? The only way they see those things a lot of times with Christians is when, they, when you walk with them and, they, and you see them. And when I was in China in 1995, um, this happened one time, and um, me and this other believer, the other believer and I, get the English right, um, we were working there for about six weeks, and one day one of the guys that we worked with just said to both of us, Y'all are Christians, right? And of course, fear kind of, what are they going to do? Kick me out of the country? I don't know, if should I, what, how should I answer? I don't know if this is a trick. But David and I, we just said, yes, we are. And the guy said, well, we, we knew you were Christians because 
you treat everybody nice, you treat everybody fairly, and only Christians are nice and treat everybody fairly in China. And it just blew both of us away that, that's, that we weren't even trying to, to share Jesus to anybody in, in China at that time. We were trying to do our jobs, keep our nose clean, and then go home when the project was over. But even then, it was the way that David and I operated was so clear to everybody else and so different that they just knew we had to be Christians. And that's kind of what, when, when Christians have an effect on those around them, when you walk closely, when you work closely with somebody, those things happen. And um, we have to be ready for it. When you walk closely with somebody, you start, find, you, f- you start finding out their limits. You start finding what their goals in life are. You find out what they're even living for. Um, so um, don't be afraid to walk close to somebody. We're going to get into the next one here in just a second about getting our hands dirty and really dig into what it means to, to, to walk with people. But, but you know, it says, if you're, it says in verse 13, if you're cheerful, sing a song, be praiseful. If, if, if you have the hope of salvation, walk with somebody and let them see it. All right, so that's number two. Number three, wash your hands, keep them clean. That does help us keep, that does, uh, uh, that's one of the main things I've done over the years to keep myself healthy, healthy traveling around the world is keep my hands washed with soap and water. It does work. Well, but when we're talking about trying to minister to people, that doesn't work, trying to keep our hands clean. It's not what Jesus did. So we're going to flip over to another passage in James, and we're going to read this one. This is James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. I'll get you a minute to to turn over there. It says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed, and lacking in daily food, and one, of, and one of you says, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for their body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James makes a very strong point in this chapter, and I invite you to go and read the whole chapter. He further expands on it. If we proclaim Christ, if we proclaim that we have hope in him, and we, we say that we love him, but there's no evidence in our life. We need to go on our knees and we need to ask Christ what's wrong. Um, I'm not going to stand up here and say that, that you never accepted Christ or Christ doesn't live in you. You may be going through a difficult time or just come out of a difficult time and you may have a season where you need to be ministered to. But across your life, there should be evidence you can look back on and go, yeah. Yep, the Lord worked through me, and if you have no desire to get involved in other people's lives, we need to talk because you might be needing, like I said earlier, you might be needing to be ministered to. We as Christians are supposed to get involved in people's lives, period. Um, And we're supposed to, like a farmer, even the farmers who have the big rigs, and I I was fortunate to get to work on a farm when I was in in high school, and the biggest thrill was when I got to finally drive the air-conditioned cab the tractor. Uh, he never let me drive the planter, but he let me drive the disc. But even, even climbing up in the truck, being in the field, you still got dirty. You can't, you can't plant things without getting dirty. And then you have to clean up the tractor so you would get dirty then. Um, when we get involved in people's lives, it involves some tough things. Um, sometimes it involves ourselves getting d- uh, dirty. In, in chapter 13, um, 
of Matthew, if you want to write that down and maybe go look at that this week, Jesus talks about basically sowing seeds. Um, as we're talking about uh, sowing Christ, getting our hands dirty. He, he doesn't really say that it's our responsibility what happens to the seed once it falls on the ground. That, that's really not our responsibility as much as it is Christ. Our responsibility is to cast the seed, to sow the seed, to get involved in people's life and show them Christ. Um, whether it falls on st stony ground, whether it gets infertile, or whether weeds choke it out, whatever it might be, we leave that to the Holy Spirit, and we leave that to, 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 to Christ's sovereignty. Um, we are supposed to be the ones who sow the seeds. Um, so when we look at this passage, he gives a very practical, very practical example. If somebody's hungry, and you say, I hope you have a good day and find food, what good have you done to that person? If somebody's cold, if somebody can't, if their heat, they can't pay the bill in their house for their heat, and, and, and you find out about this, and you go, well, here's, you know, I hope you find some blankets or something, and, you know, God loves you, and he's going to be, you think that person's going to want to be drawn to the same Christ that you proclaim when, when you've not done anything? I mean, maybe you don't have the material possessions to help that person, but you know, talk to Talk to somebody at church. Talk to anybody on the leadership team. If you see a need in this community, and I think there's a lot of needs. I think there's a lot of people that have been out of jobs. If you see those needs and you can't help, let us know. Because that's what we're supposed to all be about is seeing these needs, getting involved in their lives, getting your hands dirty, and helping that person first. Because if, you know, in the Old Testament, and in, order, in, in Old Testament times, in order for... Um, people to receive the teachings of the priest. They kind of like sweeten it up. They'd actually give them honey to eat. It just was, it's kind of like, okay, this is going to be very boring, but we're going to give them some sweetness in order to get their attention, let them digest some of this uh, laws and traditions that we're about to teach them. Um, James is saying, if, if somebody's in need and you don't meet the need, it's going to be very difficult for you to tell them about Christ later. So let, let, let's think about that one. And, and what that also means is we, we truly put others in front of ourselves. Um, I said we're going to dig into this one a little bit deeper. And so this is, this is, this is the hard part of the, of the lesson, hard part for me too to, to, to preach. Um, we think, well, I don't, know, I, don't know who, I don't know who needs help. I've just been living life and I don't, I don't see these people. Well, First question, then, is a very simple question. Are you praying that the Lord allows you to see these people? Because I believe that, the, that in our daily lives, whatever your daily life involves, whether it's retirement, taking care of grandkids, whether it's working daily, whatever your, whatever your life is like, I truly believe God's already puts people in your path. We just don't see them. So the simple prayer, maybe one out of ignorance, is, Lord... I know they're out there. Help me see them and help me have the heart to help them. That's the simple one. All of us are like, yes, amen, I agree. The second one is, and this is a harder one, if you've helped people in the past and you've gotten your hands dirty and you know how much that was, how it affected your life, how it maybe affected your immediate family, and you're like, that was too tough. I don't think I want to do that again. That's the tough one. And as Christians, that's one we have to be very careful to guard against. So sometimes I believe we don't see the people. 
because we don't want to see the people. And so that's, that's, a, that's an introspect. You know, you got to look inside yourself on that one. Um, God bless you if you've helped people in the past. Whatever the, whatever, however hard it was, however dirty your hands got, um, we would hope that that would not be such something that would help you, that, that would cause you not to want to help again. Let's keep in mind who our, who our, uh, G- let's keep in mind Jesus Christ and the pattern that he set on, on earth. What he did on earth was far, far and above anything any of us are ever going to do getting our hands dirty. Um, that also being said, if you do find yourself as a believer being tired, maybe it's time that you reach out to somebody else to help. You don't have to minister to people alone. We, we talked about last week or a week before, I'm not sure exactly when, that we're a community and we're supposed to help each other. So maybe you're feeling tired because you need to get somebody, another Christian to come alongside you and help you minister. That's why we have a church. Um, so I wanted to dig into that one just a little bit deeper. Um, it's a privilege to serve others. Um, it's not a burden. And if it's starting to feel like a burden, then we need to try to we need to reach out to other believers and share that with other believers so that, so that, it, so that we can continue to minister to people. Um, and those are the three things. And so I was trying to think last night as I, um, as I was praying over this, how to close this out, how to close out the last you know, 2020 sermon. I don't know, um, because we're just going to have another sermon and life's going to continue. So Maybe we overemphasize the end of the year and the start of the next year. I don't know. But nonetheless, this is closing out the sermon for 2021. So what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to read a passage from Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 through 40. So everything that I've said can be summed up much better if we just read the Bible. I think we, I'll be first one to admit that. And so I'm going to close this sermon by reading Matthew 5, 31 through 40. Um, and then, then, then y'all come sing. And as you listen to this, keep in mind, try to meditate on the people that you know need help. Try to meditate on the fact that maybe you're missing some people. And keep in mind that Christ does want us to, to love other people. All right, Matthew 5, 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will gather all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. The king will say to those on his right, Come, you, are, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer to them, Truly I say to you, as you have done it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me.